morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And we got Mario, a.k.a. the Node Defender, joining us. So I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the SEC is cracking the whip on cryptocurrency companies, now suing Kraken for over $4 billion after they just settled a lawsuit this February. While we've got an update on XRP being removed from the alleged securities list at the SEC, could this highlight better days for our favorite cryptocurrency? And with the largest crypto firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, I want to give you a shout out. Thank you for running the cameras this morning, my friend. The laptop, it always throws me off. But first of all, how are you feeling? And thanks for being here. Feeling great, Abs. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. It's great to be here with the boys. We got a full set today. I'm happy to uh, hop into it. We got a lot of news and uh, glad to see Gonzo's feeling better and back. And Mario, always great to see you, buddy. Mario, I had to check my shirt because typically we end up matching on these Tuesdays coincidentally, but today I'm just rocking the plain black. So unfortunately we can't match. First of all, how are you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here. I'm feeling amazing, Abs. Good morning to everyone in the chat. Good morning, Gonzo. Good morning, Johnny. Yes, happy to Gonzo is feeling better. We already did this in Spanish this morning, brother. Let's do it in English. But sending everybody love out there. Happy to be here. Very cool, Mario. Gonzo, I see you got the bull run shirt on. Hopefully, we're bringing the content to match the optimism. But first of all, I'm glad you're feeling much better this morning. How are you feeling today and what's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, thanks, bro. I really appreciate it. Um, my voice is a little bit hoarse, but feeling much, much better. Uh, you know, started getting sick over the weekend. So just really happy to be here with you guys and just excited. Um, hey, I'm waiting for my Merlin sweatshirt, right? As soon as I get that Merlin sweatshirt, you know, I'm going to be rocking the Merlin sweatshirt every day. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm just waiting on the and sleeveless, you- my friend. That way I can show off my guns just like Johnny Crypto. But we got 220. Right, you got a lot of work to do, Mario. <laughs> They're calling you out, brother. <laughs> we got 226 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and get ready for an exciting show. We're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we check out some of our daily movers this morning, well, we're on coin market cap, guys, because I'm on my laptop. So shout out to Merlin. We will be talking about that later in the show. When we look at the Bitcoin fear and greed index, Johnny, we are sitting at 74. And this is something I think is worth addressing. Anybody who's been watching our show for a year and a half, two years, knows we used to talk about this every day. But it got so boring, so monogamous, or, or not monogamous, whatever the word is. You know what I'm trying to say here. We're talking about how this hadn't changed in over eight months. Finally, we went from fear Monotonous. to greed. What do you monotonous. say? Monotonous. monotonous. Yes, not monogamous. Monotonous. That's very true. Uh, Johnny, give me some thoughts on the fear and greed index, and we'll dive into our content for today. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you're sitting at a 74, you better not be buying right now. If <laughs> people are buying, well, listen, then people can do what they want. But, but when I see a 74 abs, I'm running the other way. I, I, I'm not buying. This is, remember what we used to say all the time replace the words buy and sell. Opposite. When you see like green and greed, greed means sell. I mean, get the hell out of Dodge um, because, you know, these things become unsustainable, these pumps, when they get up there. I was looking at a few before the show started, 
and they just some of these have five, six, seven, ten X already. You you don't want to be anywhere. If you don't have an exit plan, you ain't getting out at that point. I don't know what else to tell you, man. You're just, just a, not a way. Well, Johnny, the question we asked our listeners in the live chat is what is your first exit target for XRP? So we are going to be addressing that at the end of the show. And I'm looking forward to that, guys. But we already got 243 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to start this thing off with a video from Mike Novengratz explaining how when BlackRock talks, everybody listens. Right now, uh, because it is this, ver this generation's version of digital gold, it's being adopted more and more, right? Larry Fink, who is a $7 trillion asset manager, uh, has come out publicly and said, I like this as a store of value. I see this being put in portfolios all over the world. When BlackRock talks, people listen. Um, we will get an ETF. I think we'll get it this year. It won't start trading till next year, but it'll be approved this year. So that's probably December, December 1st. That's a big, big deal. Uh, that opens up the Bitcoin market to all the institutions in the United States. And so the Fed has finished hiking rates. They will be cutting rates in April or May uh, and probably pretty dramatically. And I wanted to play that last sentence, Johnny, because I think it's so relevant to what's going on today. Everybody's so pessimistic on the macro for not only the dollar, but for the United States economy. He's painting a different picture. He's saying that the Fed is going to be okay with 4% inflation going forward, which is great for assets like real estate, Bitcoin, gold, so on and so forth. I'd love to start with you and we'll kick it around the group. What do you take away from Mike Novengratz saying when BlackRock talks, everybody listens? He's 100% right. No doubt about it. When BlackRock talks, everybody listens. That's 100% true. And, you know, and he said a couple things that we've been saying on this show for a while now is that when that BlackRock ETF comes, it's going to open up the floodgates, Abs, for money to start piling into this space. I mean, he actually sounds like a broken record if you listen to what we've been saying because we're saying the same thing. BlackRock's coming. BlackRock wants it. It's coming. When it comes, money's going to flood into it. The only difference where, where we disagree is he thinks it's going to get approved this year. I personally think it'll get approved probably early next year. Um, but nonetheless, regardless, it'll probably like start trading next year. Money will start flooding in. And I'm not expecting BlackRock, you know, BTC to skyrocket off to the end of the, you know, but what I find interesting is all the catalysts that are coming at the same time. ETF coming in, BT having, BTC having coming in. The lowering of interest rates, which we've talked about on this show, we've also said next year, we believe those are a lot of catalysts that are going to be coming. And then Larry Fink said there's almost $1 trillion, almost about $1 trillion earmarked to be printed next year. So that's a lot of catalysts coming into this space. I think we're going to see a bull run like we've never seen before in Bitcoin and crypto. Gonzo and Mario, I'm excited to get your opinions here. But one of the things that I think Johnny actually agrees with Novengratz on, and this is a little caveat with what he said. He said he thinks it's going to get approved this year, but it won't be implemented until next year. So he agrees with Johnny Crypto in some ways, even though he thinks the approval is coming in the next six weeks. But we got 323 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Mario, we're going to start with you. I'm just going to play 10 seconds and kick it right to you, my friend because it is this this generation's version of digital gold. It's being adopted more and more, right? Larry Fink, who is a $7 trillion asset manager, uh, has come out publicly and said, I like this as a store of value. I see this being put in portfolios all over the world. When BlackRock talks, people listen. Bada bing, bada boom. It's like the Italian mafia, Johnny Crypto. When Tony Soprano talks, everybody gets around and listens to what he has to say. But Mario, I'm done with the jokes. What do you take away from this video? Yeah, look, the, the, the thing here is the timeline. Like, is it tomorrow? Is it next week? Is it next month? Is it next year? 
I think the the bigger picture is we are finally getting a NASA class that's creating that's changing the name a little bit. So crypto, as we just had a discussion before going live, has got this bad image. Um, nobody wants to hear the word crypto. You can't utilize the word crypto, the word crypto, if you're trying to create something or trying to create a company. Now, what we're starting to see, we're starting to see the flip, and Bitcoin, it, and obviously starting with Bitcoin, is le- it's becoming more legitimate. And this ETF product, and and like you said, BlackRock talks, people listen. They're they're legitimizing the the Bitcoin, which eventually is going to transition over to the entire crypto space uh, with the Ethereum ETF. So I think that what I started by saying is that the timeline is what people are focused on. They're focused on when it's going to happen. Is it tomorrow? If you as an investor is waiting to get in, then that's that's bad. You should have already gotten in. Right now is the time to really just sit in your hands. We're going to see volatility this week. Thanksgiving week is typically a week where, you know, not a lot of exciting stuff happens. Uh, there's some talks about DOJ stuff happening out there. So we'll see if maybe we get moves to the downside. Um, I think moves to the downside, if we look at the charts, are needed. We need that fear and greed index to cool down and start heading towards the left side so that we we can sort of get like a spring effect and, and, and get a move back up. Um, but yeah, just I think it's exciting to finally see the crypto market move in a, in a good direction. Mario, and I think you make a great point about the Department of Justice. And this is something we're seeing circulating on Twitter this morning. The DOJ is alleging that crypto regulations are coming out today. This is what I love about crypto rumors live on our show, Johnny. We always get to break it down. But we're going to talk a little bit of Bitcoin first, guys, because Gonzo did some great TA. First of all, before we get into the TA, Gonzo, what do you think about what Mike Novengratz had to say? When BlackRock talks, everybody listens. They've had 576 applications at the SEC. 575 were approved. So, Every single time BlackRock puts in an application, we see it approved by the SEC. Why would this be any different? Yeah, what you're seeing is you're seeing some talks. Uh, Kathy Wood has talked about those between the SEC and these applications, which could be signaling a good thing. Look, over the long term, this thing's going to get approved, right? Our deadline is coming up on January 10th. Whether it gets approved or it gets denied, I think makes a big difference, right? So it's healthier for Bitcoin. If we stay at this range and then it gets approved on January 10th and this thing's going to go parabolic and then maybe we get rejected around that $48,000 level. I think it's healthier for Bitcoin if, let's say, the SEC denies uh, Kathy Wood and ARK Investments application on January 10th and we get a correction and then the approval brings us out of the correction. You know what I mean? So it's not yep. going parabolic. It's getting the correction and then it goes, right? Um, but yeah. Gonzo, but I got one more comment for you here. Time. I got one more question for you here. Yesterday, we were I know you weren't feeling well. We talked about this on the show, how right now Grayscale owns 72 million XLM on their books. And before the Ripple lawsuit or the SEC lawsuit was filed against Ripple back in December of 2020, Grayscale was planning on launching an XRP trust as well as an XRP ETF product. They currently sit on 72 million XLM with regulatory clarity quickly coming. We're talking about April of 2024, we're going to have a resolution in this lawsuit. I think after the fact, we could easily see several XRP products filed in the USA. What do you think is the likelihood of that happening with 72 million XLM on their books and the previous filings with the XRP trust? Um, I think it's a process, right? The, the first domino that has to fall, we can't get ahead of ourselves, is the spot ETF for Bitcoin, right? Once that gets approved, then we already have a futures project, uh, product of Ethereum. And then that'll get approved. And then after that, 
they can start to transition those other trusts into like spot ETFs. So, you know, one thing has to, you know, fall the next thing, but once that starts to happen and those dominoes start to fall, um, I think you're going to see those different trusts being converted into ETFs, right? Pretty interesting, Gonzo. And I do want to cover this as well. Yesterday, the SEC sued Kraken for allegedly selling unregistered securities once again. And no, this is not a flashback. There was a lawsuit back in February of 2023 where Kraken paid over $30 million to the SEC to put this thing behind them. Well, now this copy, this lawsuit has been copy and pasted from what happened to Coinbase and Kraken's going to go through the same filing. They're accusing Kraken of doing two things here, guys. One, offering unregistered securities, being a broker dealer, being a clearinghouse. But number two, the co-mingling of customer funds with the exchange's profits as well as expenses. So I do think there's something worth addressing within these articles, and we're going to talk about it all throughout the show. But today, we found this video yesterday, and this was a shocking video to see out of the SEC. As SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce signals a seismic shift in crypto regulation, Congress will be taking charge. And what's so exciting about this video right here is the end of her statement. So I want a lot of people to pay attention. She's talking about turning a new leaf for crypto regulation at the SEC. Here we go. Because Congress has expressed a clear interest in, in stepping into this space and has suggested that maybe the SEC will not be the primary regulator for much of this stuff. And so it's a little bit harder to do now. Um, but I think whatever we do or Congress... So I want to pause it there for a second. Did you hear what she just said, Gonzo? She said, Congress has spoken and they said the SEC may not be the primary regulator of this stuff. What do you take away from Hester Pierce changing her stance on crypto right now? Or at least the way it's regulated? Yeah, look, so what I think is we're seeing some dying gas from the SEC. They're firing kind of the last bullets that are in their gun. Look, Kraken should have taken a page out of Coinbase, right? People got really upset with Coinbase when they delisted XRP. But they said that, you know, they were trying to play ball with the SEC and they realized after they got sued was that there is no cooperating with the SEC. Kraken thought they bought themselves some time paying $30 million. They paid their pound of flesh for the staking program. And now they basically cut and paste the Coinbase lawsuit, right? So now they're going to have to wait to see what happens. But what we're going to need is Congress to come in and just kind of fix all this, right? Now, what you're seeing is that Coinbase lawsuit is very pivotal for what's going to happen with a lot of the exchanges, right? We're starting to see a big inflow back into the DEXs. It's all cycles, right? We saw this in 2022 when every, we were telling people to take stuff off their exchanges. They were going into DEXs. They were going to self-custody. And now we're kind of repeating that cycle again until this lawsuit gets resolved. But that Coinbase lawsuit now is very, very pivotal. Well, a lot of people are talking about what happened with Grayscale, what happened with Ripple, and how it applies to the lawsuits that are being filed today, Gonzo. And we're getting a lot of questions about the XRP price as well. So we will be addressing this later in the show. But Mario, what I took away from Hester Pierce's statements is that the big people, the ones who run this country behind the scenes, they're starting to talk about cryptocurrency and they're starting to understand that this technology will be implemented. I think that everybody's known that crypto is here to stay. From the second it was launched in 2013, we went through our first bull market, Bitcoin, the concept of decentralization. We already went through the financial crisis of 2008. Now, 13, 15, 17 years later, wherever we are, I can't even do the math. Everybody seems optimistic, whether it's Senator Loomis, we're talking about Gary Gensler approving Bitcoin ETFs in the coming year. So all of the people who were the biggest contrarians of crypto have now basically done a 180. They're talking about the optimism that we're going to experience. And I think XRP is going to be a part of that. So we're going to address it later in the show. But what do you take away from Hester Pierce saying Congress has told her SEC may not be a primary regulator of cryptocurrencies? Yeah, and, and if that's the case, then that's okay. 
I think that the the big thing here is that we need we need an, a, a a group of people, whatever that may be, if it's the SEC or the CFTC, we need we need somebody to have regulation. And that regulation needs to start from Congress. And we we're not there yet. I think that we I think that we're we're coming up to a point where because of the pressure that the pressure that's mounting up, and especially now with these uh, ETF applications, I really believe that that's going to add even more pressure to create some form of regulatory framework. And whoever they decide to appoint the responsibility to, I think that that's the least of their worries. They they need to just create the regulation so that then exchanges like Kraken and Coinbase know exactly how to operate because they've been asking for clarity. They've been asking for Congress to step in and nothing has happened so far. But I really think that we're coming up to a point uh, and next year. And I know that Yusko, according to Yusko's uh, stages, I I believe that he mentioned that we still have a couple more years of this fight stage. But as far as regulation is concerned, I feel like 2024 is going to be pretty important and pivotal. I really think that because of all this the, this pressure that's starting to pile in, I really feel like we're going to see something come out from there finally. If we don't, then um, the variable that I see in my mind is because we have the elections. I'm wondering if maybe they will push it to after the elections. But I really feel the pressure is piling up on them to come to uh, some sort of regulation soon. Well, Gonzo, we always talk about, we, we know the policymakers matter, guys. We know Gary Gensler matters. We know that these people at the CFTC and SEC matter. But who really makes the decisions in this country is the lobbyists. And what we saw last month was companies like BlackRock, JP Morgan, Mike Novogratz. There was a political or a media campaign, at least, where they were all talking positively about cryptocurrencies. It's no surprise that Hester Pierce is now coming out and stating that Congress has told her the SEC won't be the primary regulator of crypto. And I'm going to play the end of this clip, but Gonzo first, I'd love to hear your takeaways. Yeah, a couple of interesting things about the Kraken lawsuit is if you look, because they it's the SEC trying to go after these projects by using the exchanges, right? Two projects that weren't listed. We already know about Bitcoin, right? But what wasn't in that? XRP and Ethereum, Right. If we would have gotten this kind of news, and this also tells us where we are in the market, right? We would have gotten these news, like, let's say after the FTX uh, uh, at the end of 2022, or maybe just the beginning of the year, I think it would have affected the market a lot, right? We would have probably collapsed. Um, but look what happened. This news came out. Bitcoin kind of went down. It kind of bounced off of its support line. But, you know, projects like Solana were named in that lawsuit, and it went like, it just shrugged it off, little 5% correction. So you can see that um, the crypto market, yeah, we got a healthy pullback, but it's still continuing to go up, which tells you where we are in sentiment when it comes to the market coming out of this bear market and kind of the beginning stages of the next bull run. Mario, we got 402 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And guys, if you're looking for Johnny Crypto's bicep routine, we may reveal that at the end of the show. You're going to have to hang around and find out. But first of all, we're going to talk about the important updates coming out of the SEC this morning as not only did they crack Kraken uh, yesterday, Gonzo, they went after several cryptocurrencies in the process, listing over a dozen as being unregistered securities currently. And this is an update from Cody Carbone on Twitter. He said the SEC lists the following tokens are securities in their action, incorrectly claiming they're all investment contracts on Twitter. The first one listed, Johnny, was Cardano. Then we had Algorand, Cosmos, Filecoin, Flowcoin, ICP, Mana, Matic, Near Protocol, OMG, and Solana at the end. And the first thing, I'm going to kick it right to Johnny Gonzo and Mario here, but the first thing I take away from this 
They hit every sector of the crypto economy. They got gaming. They got uh, Algorand, Cardano, smart contracts. They got File, which is organization. Every aspect of this has been hit. So it's an all-out attack on crypto. And we know, we've been saying this for two years, Johnny. They will regulate the market through exchanges. If this doesn't prove that, I don't know what you're waiting for. But what sticks out to you? Yeah, Operation Choke Point, right? That's when that first started. That's when they came out and, and they started going after a couple of these coins. But I think they realized you can't. You can't go after all of them, but you, you nail a couple of coins, you put them out there, and then you go after the exchanges that sell those coins, and that's how you kind of squeeze them out. And but you know, and so we've seen that happen. Now the question is going to be how this industry transforms once we get the Bitcoin ETF. Now they're always going to say Bitcoin is not a security, right? Because they've already said that, so that kind of segregates itself. But there is this nuance in this kind of combination of you'll hear people start to interchangeably say crypto and bitcoin and i wonder how that's going to intertwine more and more as bitcoin becomes mainstream and it's going to lead to more and more confusion because the sec is going to say those coins you have listed there aren't bitcoin they're all crypto but they're not it's going to be a night it's going to be a mess we really are going to need congress to come out and uh, what's the word? Johnny, give me 15 seconds on this before we kick it to Gonzo and Mario. What do yeah. you think about the coins that aren't on this list? We don't we don't have Stellar, XRP. We don't have HBAR. We, have, we don't have Ethereum. So it's really interesting. They left some of the biggest tokens on the planet off of this list. What, what standards are they using to pick these tokens? I have no idea. Well, that's been the problem. The whole world doesn't know. <laughs> you know, when you have this situation where you don't have clarity, it's easy for the people in charge to be able to pick winners and losers. And that's really what you're seeing happen here. So I, I'm sure if you went and you looked, you know, went deep dived all this and researched it deeply, they will have a reason why they went after each one of these, whether they did an ICO or whether they, you know, pro promised a, a, a certain gain at the time when they launched it, you know, there's going to be some logic that, that I'm guessing there's going to be some logic behind why they went after each individual specific one of these and if you remember they probably didn't put xrp on this list because at the time xrp had already been gone after as individually like none of these were going after individually right these were just named securities but i don't think every one of these single entities were pursued like the sec had pursued ripple johnny i think i know how they're doing this so they what have a box. Are they flipped? Are they throwing darts? darts? They, have, this is going. they have a box. In that box, there's a bunch of papers. Bitcoin and Ethereum are not part of it. They can't be part of it. They're closing their eyes and they're going, oh, look, yeah. flow is a security. Let's yeah. let's uh, do flow. Oh, man is a security. I mean, there's no – it makes absolutely no sense that there's no framework to be able to categorize these things securities and they're just randomly pointing names and pointing names and naming fingers. Well, guys, we didn't forget about that Hester Pierce video, and we're going to dive into the details of the Kraken lawsuit. But before we even get into that, we got 435 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. First of all, I want to give a shout out to my friend 707 underscore crypto on Twitter. This guy puts out literally crypto gems every single day, and he's got less than 600 followers. Get ahead of the wave and go follow that account, guys. But we're going to start this thing off with a video of Hester Pierce discussing how times are changing for crypto, and it all starts with Congress. Because Congress has expressed a clear interest in, in stepping into this space and has suggested that maybe the SEC will not be the primary regulator for much of this stuff. And so it's a little bit harder to do now. Um, but I think whatever we do or Congress does, the point should be, let's bear in mind what the objective is, which is to make sure there's enough information out there for people 
to make decisions about what they want to do, but also to preserve the ability of people to innovate and think about how to do things in new ways, not to try to force everything that's happening in the crypto world into the traditional finance mold, which is not necessarily the best mold for all of these things. So I hope that um, we'll turn over a new leaf in this area and, and, and take a fresh start. I love that last sentence. I hope we'll turn over a new leaf in this area and take a fresh start. They may not have a choice because like I said, in the beginning of this clip, Congress told Hester Pierce, the SEC will probably not end up regulating crypto in the USA. And we know the CFTC regulates commodities. We know Bitcoin's probably a commodity. Would it surprise you if many of the other top three to five cryptos end up being commodities because of their decentralization? We'll talk about it later on. But Gonzo, what do you take away from Hester Pierce clip? And we'll move on to some more cool content. Yeah, you know, um, she's not wrong. You know, whoever ends up regulating, and it probably won't be the SEC, we just need Congress to step in, right? Um, like Mario already made a comment about Mark Yusko saying, we're in the they fight you stage. And then once we get through this phase, right, and, and we're, and we're going to get there, right? Because if you look at the market, we're the most bullish that we've ever seen. The closest to regulation, the closest of institutional adoption, right? So those are all positive things we're just still very, very early, right? And so we have to let this thing kind of play out, right? Going into next year and the having and all the positive things that are gonna happen. Well, Mario, look at this price chart right here. And if this thing doesn't speak for itself, I really don't know what does. The having is always a catalyst for the entire crypto market, but the impact it has on Bitcoin is undeniable. As you can tell, every single time we get a having in the Bitcoin market or for the Bitcoin asset, we get a massive increase in price over the next 12 months, and I wouldn't expect 2024 to be that much different from what we've seen in the past. But I love this number. We got 444 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny, there's a lot of cool content that we can get into, but this is something I thought we could address as well. Google has Earth. Apple has Air. Amazon has Fire. But Ripple has the liquidity, my friend. And that's not me. That's David Schwartz speaking. I think we're heading into a new age where many of these assets are not only regulated globally, but the United States starts to become a friendly crypto jurisdiction after the 2024 election. This is a bold prediction here on GMC. If we get a new administration, not only at the SEC, not only in Congress, not only in the presidential seat, we will see a massive shift in the way that these assets are regulated, but interacted with. And I think the videos we showed last week from Vivek, even though we didn't say that we're advocating him to be president, we're talking about his stance on crypto. He said that 90% of the tokens are not securities. XRP clearly falls into that case. And he also addressed this, Johnny. You shouldn't have to wait two years to figure out if what you're offering is an unregistered security. That's a direct reference to what happened to Ripple. So I don't know. I just thought that was a really cool illustration. Give me some thoughts and we'll dive into some relevant content because we got to talk about this Kraken lawsuit. I will say that the Ripple logo does look really good in there. No doubt about it. It kind of fits. I can see it working and definitely need the four elements. So there we go. I mean, no surprise Swartz would, would put that out there, um, you know, for, from uh, it actually looks really good. But, I, you know, I think when you look at it from a perspective of solving real world problems, we know that Ripple does, you know, have a solution out there that can do it. And I've always felt that they would be one of the companies that could grow. Like those other three you put up there. Those three, if you looked back 20 years ago, you know, they were where kind of Ripple is. Yeah, there you go. You know, you look back 20, 30 years ago, they were just in the infancy too, except Microsoft. But, uh, oh, I'm sorry. In this case, you don't even have them up there. But those other ones, all of them were out there just getting started. 
And now, you know, you can almost kind of see that. We've said coming out of this phase of this paradigm shift, there's going to be new companies that are going to be like those guys. And, and I've always felt Ripple would be one of them. I think Coinbase will be another. These are going to be pioneers in this industry that's going to drive it forward. And it wouldn't surprise me, A, if Ripple becomes that company and B, someday does sit in there, you know, as that fourth logo on that very, very interesting chart. Well, Johnny, you brought it up yourself. You said Ripple and Coinbase are two of the leading companies, or at least you said Ripple was. We're throwing Coinbase into the mix Coinbase as well. too, for a the while. Numbers, the numbers speak for themselves, guys. And check out the crypto lobbyist numbers. Mario and Gonzo, I'm going to kick it straight to you here. The crypto lobbying statistics inside the USA, the data represented a total of 78 non-individual entities, 66 companies, and 12 organizations participated in US lobbying over the last five years. The effort took $2.9 million in 2019, 2.4 million in 2020, 8.4 million in 2021, but the figure skyrocketed in 22, seeing $22 million worth of funding and lobbying enter the crypto market. Now, what's really interesting about these stats here is that Coinbase spent a total of $7 million in its lobbying efforts from 2019 to the end of 2022. Coinbase still needs allies in this agency. And although they're being sued by the SEC, lobbying, going out, spending on advertising, spending on marketing, that's how you create meaningful partnerships in the industry. The Blockchain Association also spent $5.2 million to rank the second spot, while Ripple Labs, a firm with multiple legal victories against the SEC, shout out to the author of this article, spent $3.46 million in crypto lobbying since 2019. So these are big numbers, but they're small at the same time. I don't think they're allowed to maximize their funding, Gonzo, but I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. When you look at these figures, Coinbase and Ripple are leading the market but the numbers are relatively small. Coinbase has spent $3 million. That's pocket change for the big boys. What do you take away from this? Um, I'm not surprised. You know, I, I think when we look back, we just mentioned it. I, I think Coinbase and Ripple will end up being disruptors, right? Um, if you look, we already know everything that Ripple's done and, and how they're winning. They won the lawsuit, right? And then now you see Coinbase, they have their fight to come, but I think they're going to win the lawsuit. And when you see what Coinbase is building, they have their own scaling solution called Base, right? We think at some point in the future, even though they said they were going to come out with a token, they're probably going to come out with some type of token. They've got their kind of futures product. Um, they're able to, they have their licensing that they're getting around the world. So these guys are going to keep growing. Um, and, and I think you're going to see other businesses are going to try to emulate what Ripple has done and what Coinbase has done, especially comes with, kind of building their own kind of layer two scaling solutions because they can build applications and products on top of that and they can settle it on Ethereum. I think Ethereum will end up being kind of like a settlement layer, right? Whereas Solana will be kind of like an execution layer. We're starting to see how these projects are going to end up playing out, right? Bitcoin is going to end up being kind of like a store of value. It's going to have that kind of narrative around it. But um, when you talk about like Ripple and Coinbase, I think those are the next Amazons of the future. Mario, I want to get some of your thoughts as well, but I'm seeing this news and I think we got to address this. I don't know if you have thoughts on the other article, so give me some thoughts if you do. But the Department of Justice, Treasury, and CFTC will announce significant cryptocurrency enforcement actions during a press conference Tuesday afternoon, which unfortunately is today for our listeners. And Johnny Crypto, this is something that is very pessimistic for the market. Having the leading organizations, the leading regulatory agencies, the Department of Justice, if they do an all-out attack on crypto... You're going to see a fired up Johnny Crypto, a fired up abs on GMC every morning because I don't like the sound of that. But Mario, before I give my thoughts, I'd love to kick it to you and we'll go around the group. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to, uh, what to make of this news because I'm seeing a little bit of uh, mixed 
mixed comments on on X. And uh, there's also a, a post about how there's going to be a settlement with Binance. And so we're seeing BNB kind of have a little run uh, this morning. So I'm just going to wait until 3 p.m. to see what this is all about. I, you know, people, I, I would be, I would be very not surprised if it turns out to be something bullish, <laughs> you know, and I know that they're trying to pass this message of like fear and, you know, that they went after Kraken yesterday with the SEC and now they're taking enforcement action against cryptocurrency. Uh, let's see. I mean, they should have taken enforcement action against FTX. They should have taken enforcement action against bad actors uh, in the space, not necessarily the entire space. So I'm going to wait until 3 p.m. to kind of see what's going to happen there. Johnny, I want to get your thoughts as well. And this was an update that I found very interesting on Twitter this morning. Coinbase halted XRP trading, sued by the SEC. Binance does the same, sued by the SEC. Kraken halts XRP trading, sued by the SEC. Uphold continues to allow XRP trading, doesn't get sued by the SEC. Correlation isn't causation, or is it, my friend? And I would say shout out to Uphold for the cojones, Johnny Crypto. What do you think about the Department of Justice news on a serious note? Uh, you know, I mean, it's, again, it's one of those things where we know they haven't taken their foot off the gas yet completely on crypto. And the question is, as I said earlier, there's going to be a segregation between Bitcoin, which they're going to let go ethereum which is interesting right because of the whole eth gate and the whole kind of unclarity around it but yet it has clarity because we already know there's been a couple etfs filed for it so we'll see how that plays out and then there's the whole entire rest of the world or market so um it, it is it is going to be interesting we'll we'll probably get some clues of whether operation choke point is coming to an end or is it going to get even stricter and harder? We'll have some more insights to that. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens at three o'clock. Are they going to list the type of fines? Are they going to, you know, what they're going to, it's going to be very interesting to see. So I'm actually glad that that's happening because to some degree in a weird kind of way, it almost might give us a little clarity um, in, in a space that has, that needs clarity. And we're obviously not getting it from Congress, but we'll, we'll see what it looks like. Again, the problem with it coming from the DOJ is, it's an enforcement action and it's not really regular regulatory clarity that we need. So that is the challenge, but hopefully we'll get some, we'll have to see what it looks like. I got my own thoughts, but Gonzo, I don't want to steal the thunder. What do you take away from this whole article? The department of justice and Janet Yellen coming after cryptocurrency. What is the treasury's job before I even give Gonzo on the floor? What's the treasury's job to protect the value of the U S dollar? Of course they're going to attack cryptocurrency, but with that being said, floor is yours. Yeah, because they see it as a threat, right? Look, the last time I think we had something similar where the DOJ was going to make a big announcement, it ended up being a big nothing, right? It ended up being something with like the Russian mob or there was some kind of thing where they, they got had an investigation. So, you know, you, you have to see how it, it plays out. So for me, all it's going to do, let's say it is something significant, right? We can look at the charts and it'll tell us all it is is, a, is some kind of healthy pullback and an opportunity, Right. Like we have to see where the total market cap is, where the total market cap for the altcoins are, right? They're at support right now. So we have to see if we bounce off that support or, you know, we're going to keep correcting. But all these alts, if you look at the RSI, the four hour RSI is reset, the daily RSI is reset. And all this might do is reset our weekly RSI that's still kind of maxed out, right? And then once we get that reset, I think it's a good time to dollar cost average. Um, and then we'll just keep it moving up. 
Uh, let's break down some Kraken news right now, guys, because I was debating in my head. Should we go to the price charge? We'll close out the show with the price charge just because this news is so relevant with the Department of Justice stuff going on. But first of all, we got 451 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And unfortunately, we are getting regulated through the exchanges, but luckily our community is prepared. This is exactly what we'd expect before mass adoption in 2024. First, they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then they join you. Then you win. That's what we're witnessing this morning. The SEC sued Kraken, alleging it commingled customer funds and failed to register with the regulator as a securities exchange broker, dealer, and clearinghouse. The SEC claimed that Kraken has been operating as a platform that unlawfully facilitated the buying and selling of cryptocurrencies since 2018. A Kraken spokesperson told Cointelegraph it disagrees with the SEC's complaint and plans to defend itself in court. Gary Gensler is claiming that the cryptocurrencies are sold as security contracts in the USA. And without registering with the SEC in any capacity, Kraken has simultaneously acted like a broker, dealer, exchange, and clearinghouse with respect to these crypto asset securities. And this comes back to the title of our episode, Johnny. What were we just covering earlier in the show? These are the tokens they're alleging are securities. And that's why it's so important, guys. How many of these tokens are going to be wiped out? I don't know. But I do know for a fact we will see some tokens go away. And that's what I'm really, really, I guess, aware of during this whole SEC process. Before we get into the finer details of this, Johnny, what do you take away from the SEC alleging not only are they selling unregistered securities, these are the unregistered securities? Well, I mean, this was the same thing they did to Coinbase, but also Binance had a similar, you know, when they went after Binance, I think they were talking about commingling of funds too. or And, and uh, so they're going to, they're just going to throw everything at these guys to go after them and try to shut them down or choke them out, if you will. And I think that, you know, some of them will try, you know, they're going to try to point, I think, to the XRP ruling that we have in terms, oh, man, I don't like this view at all. I'm switching out of that. Thing. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that, Johnny. Get out of that view, man. That um, just goes to show the laptop. That's a laptop right there. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's all good. But anyway, you know, I think that, you know, we're going to see, we're gonna. I lost my train of thought here, but I was where I was going with this. But I guys, think- I'll take the blame on that one. Let me get. Let me send you in a certain direction here because what we're seeing right now is the SEC allege that these twelve cryptos are securities. Yeah, that's what I think is important. Not just that they're asking four billion from Kraken. We can talk about that afterwards. But the well, fact that they're claiming Cardano, and this is important, guys. Johnny Crypto loved Cardano. Cardano is a security, my friend. And I'm just teasing you this morning, of course. But think about it. Cardano was the first one on that list, and that really caught my attention. So what do you take away from that? Well, I think that if you think about it, if they've got this thing where they're going to go after exchanges, you have to have a reason. So the first thing is they put the reason out. They said, hey, let's identify some coins that we think are, are, are securities. Then we can go and look at any exchanging exchanges selling these, and we can, go, we can take them all down. And pretty much the funny thing is look at those names. See all those coins? Those are all top 50 coins. So you're going to be able to get almost any exchange. Go, like, oh, yep, you were doing this. You were doing that. It's pretty easy, you know. And and, Great so point. The, and so the funny thing is, if you look at Cardano, Cardano, I don't even think it was launched in the U.S. Abs. It was actually launched overseas. So they didn't even do an ICO here. Ethereum did, however, and Ethereum's not on the list. So, again, I, I think this was just a list to say, okay, let's put out the reason why we're going to go get you know these, these exchanges. But we have to have a reason first. So it was pretty easy. It's like, okay, you're selling any one of these? You're beat. The reality is, what I wonder is, where is the whole concept of, 
you know, we're going to come out as the SEC and say these are all illegal, and then we're going to go for everybody selling them. But when these came out, where was the SEC then? When Cardona came out, where where were they back five years ago? Telling people, hey, this is the security. You might not want to, you know, list this on your exchange. Where was that guidance? And, of course, the SEC is going to say, we don't do that. We don't give guidance. And that's what kind of makes it a very tough place to play because as the exchange, you have to seek the guidance. You have to go to the SEC and say, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then they're supposed to kind of give you a response. And what we've heard is you go into the SEC to go get help, and what happens? Pow! You get slapped. You don't get the answer you want. You get slapped with a lawsuit and said. And unfortunately, that's what's been happening here. And that's why, you know, I think Gonzo said it earlier, and we've been saying it for a while. We need Congress to give us that regulation to say, this is what it is. It's X and it's not Y. And instead of using a 1943 80-year-old test that isn't applicable to the technology today. And I'm referring to the Howie test when I say that. Well, Gonzo, when you talk about the big, the size of the numbers being thrown around today, these are humongous. And this was a little bit surprising to me, guys. The SEC alleged that Kraken's business practices saw the exchange and co-mingling of up to $33 billion worth of customer assets on its own. The SEC said that this resulted in a significant risk of loss for its clients. The complaint claimed that Kraken paid for operational expenses directly from accounts containing customer assets, citing that the exchange's independent auditor. We allege that Kraken made a business decision to reap hundreds of millions of dollars from investors rather than coming into compliance with securities laws. That decision resulted in a model riff with conflicts of interest that place investor funds at risk. Mario, I'd love to start with you. We'll kick it straight to Gonzo. What do you take away from all this news? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's been pretty much uh, said all, all around. As Johnny just mentioned, it's just a bunch of... It's, it's more distractions, in my opinion, because... None of it makes sense. They failed to really provide uh, any sort of guidance. I mean, we know that, as, as Johnny said, they're not supposed to provide guidance, but they're supposed to provide protection. And at the same time, when these exchanges are coming and, and they're asking for guidance, that is ultimately protection So for, for the investors. So, yeah, I was actually in the middle of just trying to debunk whatever is happening with this DOJ stuff. There's so much stuff going around. People are going nuts about it, but... Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I don't know what to expect, guys, but I do think that uh, we're getting an echo. Oh, sorry about that, Gonzo. What I do want to say is that what's a little bit surprising about the Department of Justice news is that crypto has entered the mainstream conversation. And this is something you can apply to mainstream media, right? Sometimes negative attention is just as good as positive attention. And so maybe the fact that the Department of Justice and the CFTC are going to go after a couple players in this market it could be the marketing campaign and the catalyst to kickstart this next bull run, even though it's a negative catalyst, Gonzo. So I wanted to throw that in there and then kick it straight to you for some thoughts. Yeah, you know, like we said before already, it's a copy and paste of the Coinbase. The experts have looked at it and it's the same thing. And if you look at it, you were just saying it yourself. It's the risk of loss. So there's no actual loss, right? There's no fraud. It's not FTX, right? They're not alleging that there was stolen FUDs or or some kind of fraud involved, it was that they put people at risk, right? I mean, you could be at risk for being in certain like stocks, right? Like there's not, you're not guaranteed money. So it's very like vague, uh, but you know, thank God that Coinbase kind of drew the line in the sand and they're gonna fight the SEC and that's what we're gonna need, right? Just like Ripple drew their line in the sand, now the rest of the exchanges are gonna have to wait for what happens with this Coinbase lawsuit. 
Um, but but you're right. I mean, they're just going for their pound of flesh, right? They extorted them for $30 million. Now they're probably trying to get whatever money they can, if they can get money before the Coinbase gets resolved. And now they're going after like Binance, right? They're asking for $4 billion. They're basically saying, give us $4 billion and everything goes away, right? We settle the all the wrongdoings of Binance. I think it's just a negotiation tactic. I don't think I mean, I, I think they could afford it, but I don't think that CZ is going to pay the $4 billion. I think they're going to find some kind of number. But overall, it's going to be bullish for the market, right? Because these, these issues that we've had in the past of the FTX, that's been resolved. Now we have this Binance FUD. That needs to be resolved. The XRP stuff's been resolved. The Coinbase stuff at some point is going to be resolved. And it's all just bullish overall for the uh, overall market. <clears throat> Hey, Abs, Gonzo was kind of nice when he used the word negotiation. <laughs> this is more what we call a mob tactic. This is called a shakedown. <laughs> we shake you out of $4 billion. I mean, Jesus Christ, you want to talk about shaking out? Tony Soprano would be proud for sure. Guys, I want to break down some details. And Johnny, I'm going to kick it straight to you, Mario, or Gonzo, whoever's on screen for some thoughts. The Department of Justice will announce significant cryptocurrency enforcement actions during an upcoming press conference this afternoon. Alongside Attorney General Mayor McGarland, Treasury J Secretary Janet Yellen, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, and CFTC Chair Rostine Banham are going to are all expected to speak. And names are not my strong suit, guys. The conference will all will announce separate but related cryptocurrency enforcement actions. It's unclear what kind of enforcement actions will be announced, although the Department of Justice has been investigating Binance for several years. The Department of Justice actually announced that people familiar with the matter, that there could be a settlement between $4 billion and $5 billion. But here's the most important detail. This settlement would allow Binance to continue operating and give law enforcement access to its database. How convenient that they are going to pay to give the government data. Very, very interesting, John. You give me your thoughts, and then we'll kick it around the group. Like I said earlier, man, that sounds like a shake. To, not only do they got to pay them, but then they got to turn over their data to them. I mean, Jesus Christ, talk about a bad deal. Uh, they, they're, they're gonna, they better go get Stuart Alarati and a few of those Ripple attorneys on their team because Binance is in trouble. They are, they are, the U.S. has targeted them, and they are going after them hard. And so I think, you know, but – this whole thing as a whole, this whole announcement is not, I don't think this is going to be bullish for crypto. I don't think this is going to be good for crypto. The way they chose their words, significant cryptocurrency enforcement actions, um, not a good thing. Not Definitely not something I want to be hearing the DOG talking about and focusing their efforts, DOJ, sorry, focusing their efforts on that. I don't think that's good for crypto, but let's see what comes out of it. Maybe it'll end up being a nothing burger. Um, or maybe it'll be something, something, you know, three o'clock, hopefully by three 30, we'll all know what, you know, what, what kind of more pain is coming down the road for the crypto industry. Guys, uh, 3 PM today, Ethereum is an unregistered security. And I'm only teasing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ain't going to hear that today. at 3 I also don't want to see that happen. Just to be clear, I do not want to see that happen, but Gonzo, you can be your thoughts. We'll that. kick it to Mario. Yeah, no, I mean that's not that, that's not going to happen, dude. They, they didn't even name it inside of the uh, in, inside of the lawsuit, right? Um, and, and you already have a futures product. We know where the spot ETF is going, right? But I, I do think that what you might see is you might see a run on DEXs, right? Decentralized DEXs, um, right? And, and if you look at what happened, like let's say Ethereum in the last bull run and its ecosystem, how it blew up, right? Like the chain links, Filecoins, Aves of the world. 
We're seeing something similar in Solana, right? You're seeing DEXs on Solana that it's the highest it's ever been. Even pre-FTX prices, I forgot what the DEX is on Solana, that's up to $3 billion, right? That's higher than it, even at, at the peak of all of the FTX stuff. So I think you're going to see that Solana ecosystem do what Ethereum did in the last bull run, right? You have the new project that keeps showing up in your advertisements, Pipe Network, right? That is basically chain link, but for the Solana ecosystem, right? But because Solana is faster, their Oracle is much faster, right? And so um, I think not financial advice, but definitely a play to get into to, to monitor Pipe Network because it's basically the chain link for the Solana network. And Mario, there's a lot that we can discuss at the end of this episode. Let me just address this news really quick. Binance, $3.9 billion tether move gains community attention amid the Department of Justice settlement claims. Binance transferred $3.9 billion in Tether between its wallets days before a report about a $4 billion settlement with the Department of Justice was published. So Gonzo, just give me some really brief thoughts and we'll kick it to some closing articles. About what the USD? Uh, yeah, I should probably ask you a question, right? Yeah. So the Department of, they obviously transferred $3.9 billion and people are assuming this is in correspondence with the settlement that the Department of Justice is currently working on. Right now, these are rumors, but this transfer is absolute proof that they are moving money. Do you think we're going to see a settlement between the DOJ and Binance allowing them to operate in the USA? I, I think so. I think it's smart for them to do that, right? They have to pay their pound of flesh. Obviously, the market thinks that this is going to happen because the price of BNB has actually like started running, right? So I think people are trying to get ahead of it. But yeah, I, I think, like I said, overall, this is the most bullish we've ever been overall in the crypto market. Like there are certain things that we need to get over, right? We got over the FTX thing. That's been resolved. SBF is going to jail. Binance was the next thing. It looks like this thing's about to be settled. And then now we're going to go to court soon on the Coinbase thing. Once that's settled, all like the, the past kind of uncertainty, including the XRP lawsuit, all of these things are being resolved, right? And while the SEC is still trying to bring these enforcement actions, to me, metaphorically speaking, they are running out of bullets in their gun, right? And every time they come after us, it, it, it's less and less of, a, of an effect on the market, right? If this would have been done all at once in 2022, they would have crushed the market or at the beginning of the year. But you can see that w the market is correcting, it's healthy, and then it's bouncing right back, right? So, so it, the SEC is having a less and less effect on the overall market. Well, this is an update from one of our friends yesterday as Crypto Eddie was, was calling out Senator Loomis. Senator Cynthia Loomis put out this tweet yesterday. The SEC cannot continue ruling by enforcement. My statement on the Kraken lawsuit below. The SEC cannot continue ruling by enforcement. Crypto asset companies have repeatedly tried to get guidance from the SEC only to be hit with enforcement actions, causing unnecessary harm to consumers. It is time for Congress to pass a regulatory framework to provide clear rules to the SEC on what is a security and what is a commodity. The Loomis-Gilbrand Responsibility Financial Innovation Act will rein in the SEC and allow financial innovation to thrive within the United States. And doesn't it just sound beautiful, Johnny? Sorry to provide a dose of reality, guys, because Senator Loomis, she doesn't appear to be an advocate for crypto, but instead an advocate for Bitcoin. Let's talk about it. Here we go. Bitcoin will actually benefit by having some of the bad actors regulated, disclosed, and out of the scene. Because the SEC really is good at disclosure and consumer protection. So regulation is actually good for Bitcoin because among all the cryptocurrencies, 
Bitcoin is going to emerge as the gold standard. Some people, they don't understand the difference between Bitcoin and an altcoin. One of the people who I think really understands that is Gary Gensler, who's the head of the SEC. And his voice on these issues is going to be important uh, within this administration. So as, uh, as soon as more of the bad actors can be dismissed, the better it looks for Bitcoin. There are a lot of altcoins that are just fraudulent. They are scams. You wow. know what that tells me, Abs? Is that she has her Bitcoin bags packed and Absolutely. she's going to pump the shit out of it, right? That, that's, what, that's what's happening right now is they have their Bitcoin bags packed and they're going to they're going to pump the shit out of it, right? But also, and, and um, this is what I took away from it. I'm kicking straight back to you. Think about what she said there. She showed her true hands. It's like she showed us her cards really quick. They were, we were looking at the table and she was wearing those reflective sunglasses. She told us she not only respects Gary Gensler's opinion, but she thinks it's going to be extremely important. Now, it is important in this administration, like she said, at the beginning of the show, we're going to see a shift in the way crypto is treated in the USA. Once we get a shift in administration and even Bitcoin maximalists like Cynthia Loomis here are admitting that. Gary Gensler's opinion matters because right now there isn't clarity. If we had bills, if we had standards, Gary's opinion wouldn't be so powerful. But Gonzo, I want to kick it to you and then we'll go to the rest of the guys. Yeah, Abs, can I show the altcoin chart real quick? And we can, um, Absolutely. Yeah, here we go real quick. So here's the altcoin chart, right? So here's the thing. Can you guys hear me? Sorry. Uh, okay, cool. So here's, a, here's the altcoin chart, right? And then, so if you see the structure, very similar, this is the last cycle, right? Where we made a high, a high, a high, but we didn't get to this high, right? We had a correction, right? I'm not saying this is exactly going to happen, but similar structure, high, high, we had a higher high, but we still didn't break this high, right? So we just need to like, see what's going to happen. Even if we correct down, right? Even if something happens where they go after the altcoins and we come down, it's still in the overall trend, a higher low. And this thing is either going to come down here and bounce and take off or we're still going to hold this support line up here and then it's going to take off right once we break this pivot point here at 455 billion this thing is going to be off to the races there is no resistance here so even if something happens with the altcoin market is the reason i'm showing you this is it still a higher low in the structure and i think the altcoin market is still going to be okay these are all just opportunities to dollar cost average in my opinion um and it's going to be fine here's what's interesting I just want to show that. Here's, here's what i take away from this gonzo the total altcoin market is only four hundred billion dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? I, I don't still know have why so I much more room to go. We have so much more room to go. We're still at the beginning. Right? Is this we're, excluding? We're right oh, now. this is excluding Ethereum. Got you. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah, so, so confused. This is a, <laughs> yeah. So this is, a, this is total three, right? This is excludes Bitcoin and Ethereum. We're all very like altcoin heavy, right? Similar structure if you add ETH, but I just wanted to show this is just altcoins. It doesn't have Bitcoin and Ethereum in it, that's right? We point. made a new high. This could be a trend reversal, right? We made a series. If you look, these are all a series of lower highs, right? And we finally made our first kind of higher high. Now we have to see where the low comes in, right? But like I said, even if we come down to this level right here, 322 billion, it's still a higher low in the structure. And then we keep it moving up, right? This is the first high. We need to start breaking these highs over here at about, you know, 450 to 480 billion for the altcoin market to really kind of start going. And all you have to do is watch Bitcoin dominance, right? We still have some room to go in Bitcoin dominance. 
Johnny Crypto, I heard you talking back there. You got any thoughts for the live chat? One of the things we're going to be addressing before the end of the show and before I kick it to Johnny here, we have a live chat question today. What is your first exit target for XRP? And this can be any year. could be 589, but the questions we ask, we are going to address that in the next two minutes. So be sure if you haven't voted, vote on that poll so we can talk about it. Floor is yours, Johnny. We'll kick it to Mario. You know, I think one of the things that is interesting when you think about what she said, I mean, what she really revealed was the money behind her and where they're placing their bets. And so, right. Each one of these Congress people usually have lobbyists behind them, supporting them, paying them. So her lobbyist, and we know it, that she's pro crypto um, or, or I should say, you know, obviously they're very pro Bitcoin. And I think there is some truth to the fact of eliminating bad actors in this space is good overall for the whole industry. So we want to see that happen. There's no question about that. But what was, what's the most important takeaway is if you heard her language, she said at the end of the day, Bitcoin will be the gold standard. There you go. She literally told you it's coming. We've been telling you it's coming. The whole world is signaling it's coming. BlackRock's telling you it's coming. I mean, I don't know what else people Wait, need Wait, one more know. question for you, Johnny. Do you do you really take her opinion at, at her word? Because you just said before it showed who's funding her. She's just a, a voice box for the people who are behind her, right? All right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. That's Sorry, right. I just want a clarification because I thought it was a little bit confusing. So what you're saying is if Senator Loomis is becoming pro-Bitcoin, that doesn't even speak for her. It's actually the people who control this country behind her that are now becoming these advocates for Bitcoin. Correct, correct, exactly. Which is in some way a good thing because the people behind her are usually people with money, that people, you know, lobbyists and stuff that have a say in how the world, where the world goes. And so you're seeing the signals, you're seeing the early indicators of where, where what's coming next. and Bitcoin's coming. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. Whether you, whether you believe it or not, whether you think it has a utility or not, it doesn't matter. Like the rocks, it doesn't matter what you think. It's coming because the big boys are saying it's coming. Always you, go to the rock for financial. That's advice. right. It's always about the rock. <laughs> if you smell, the rock was right, right? And so the reality is that's what's happening here is that it's, it's coming. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter whether you think Bitcoin is good or bad or has utility or doesn't have the utility, you think it's going to zero, it doesn't matter. It's not going to zero, and it may never have the utility you think it needs to have, but it is going to end up being some kind of store of value for the super elites and the elites, and they're going to use it for that. And therefore, that reason alone, just the way Doge has value, because one guy, one guy said, you know, who's, who's keeping Doge alive, Elon, right? It's no different than Bitcoin, where you have a bunch of people you know, in the world behind these, these folks that are, that think it's going to be alive. So I think Absolutely, it's really Johnny. And let me address this because we're running out of time, but first of all, shout out to my friend, Johnny crypto. Love you, brother. You're so committed to what you're doing and congratulations on Merlin. We have over a thousand people using the application now, and we only publicly launched a month ago. So huge shout out to Gonzo, huge shout out to Mario. They're also working every single day on this project behind the scenes. And this is coming to fruition guys. We talked about it for two years on this show. Get ready for Merlin to change the market for many of our listeners. We only got 60 seconds here, guys. So this is what the live chat had to say. What is your first exit target for XRP? 35% of our live chat says they're selling their first XRP between $2 and $8. Here's what's interesting. 31% of our live chat is waiting for $15 plus to take profits. Mario, what do you take from all of these stats? Yep, that's what I put, 2 to $8. So it looks like most people want to take profits kind of... Uh around the range where a lot of people think it's super early, but you know, I'm going to stay conservative. I think that 
if we get an eight dollar XRP, that's already massive as far as my portfolio is concerned. So yeah, I'll be happy. Got it, crypto. Give me two seconds here. Are you selling your first XRP before fifteen dollars? Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. We got four hundred forty live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Gonzo, and thank you to Johnny Crypto. We'll see you guys in twenty three hours. And like we always say, Warriors.